Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. In this episode, Anna and I discuss intuition. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's just start with a laugh, shall we? Maybe we'll be the only ones chuckling, but that's okay. Have a little giggle, a little giggle on us. How are you? I'm good. You know, it's a Monday that we're recording. This is the first one we're recording, I think, since the podcast has been released. And I just wanted to take a second and say thank you. Like a lot of you have listened. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And a lot of you have DM'd me and told me your personal stories in a way that has really touched my heart. And, you know, I share it with Nina. I don't share your business, but I tell you, like, this comment came through, you know? So thank you. We're so, so, so appreciative that yeah. it's connecting with you. Thank you. We're so excited to just finally release it. And <laughs> I don't know about you. I, I forgot people were going to listen. Me too. I also just didn't want to think about it. True. Because, and I still don't, you know, because I, I mean, I really hope it resonates and continues to. And that's obviously why we started it, not just to hear ourselves talk in microphones. Although, it is indeed fun. We like it. But I wanted it to be, you know, just kind of natural. And when I saw that people, a lot of people were listening, I was like, wow, this feels so good. Yeah. So, so appreciative and really just humbling that anybody wants to listen to us talk for that amount of time. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Like, feels good. Yeah. Thank you. It does feel good. I was about to say something and I can't say it without using like spa voice, but like it feels healing. Thank you for participating in our healing. Oh, no, I'm just, kidding. But... I could just see like the, the commercial with like the Swedish blonde lady, you know? <laughs> that, yes. It has to be. <laughs> we appreciate your time. We know that we're competing with a lot of stuff, your life, you know, other things you want to listen to. So it means a lot to us. We're not too cool to really appreciate that you give us your time. Oh, high fives it. for everyone. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, high fives for everybody. And a lot of you had some really insightful things to say. And something I thought was really interesting is someone was like, wow, I didn't expect to listen to such a deep conversation that also felt really easy to digest. And yeah, that's kind of the goal. So if there's other things you want to hear about, like hopefully you'll listen to the end and then we'll tell you how you can submit ideas. But you can also just go to our website, thesoulunity.com. And if you want us to talk about a particular topic or whatever, submit it. Submit yeah, it. We might we do will. it. We will probably do it. Yeah, we Unless will. It's something like super, super, you know, uncomfortable. <laughs> but most yeah. more, I'm an open book. So are you. Yeah. Are we going to do an episode about sex one time? I mean, I'd be fine with that. You're you're the whole confer- okay you're, you're the self-identified prude. Prude. I mean, not in the sheets, know what I mean? <laughs> well, you're an Aries, so yeah, know, we yeah. knew. <laughs> oh my. She just keeps her, you know, her business on lock. Yeah, we will probably. But today we're not talking about sex. Today yeah. we're talking about intuition. Intuition, defined as the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning, a thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. And then 
something I wanted to add when I was trying to find my definition, which I'm also promptly lost, apparently, is this Albert Einstein quote, because something that was coming up a lot, like when I was just doing a just doing a little googs, because obviously you and I, I think, know a lot about intuition. We're, I mean, we, we should. We should. It would be upsetting if we were like, so what is that? What? You know? But I found a lot of material around both Einstein and Steve Jobs, which I thought was really interesting. And Steve Jobs like really counted his intuition paired with intellect is like his superpowers. But he was like, I think intuition is one of the most untapped resources in business today. Agreed. Which I thought was fascinating. And I agree as well. And there, there are people who I think are looked to as like these, I don't know, bastions of like intellectual and reasoning and science and things like that, that I think that people don't think intuition exists in. And Einstein had a good quote about like, you know, his process was like, I intuitively feel something, but then I do experiments to either confirm or deny it, you know, like, but it begins with my intuition. But also he said, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one, right? Yeah. At first when I was like, I want to do, like, I want to read a poem or I want to do this quote. And I was like, all right, like this is partnership, <laughs> you know? And then now she's like, Oh, okay. It's well, just kind of two couple lines. is different than like, true. Oh my I God. If I did a rose and then <laughs> exactly. all of a sudden it's like an English poem that goes on for like three pages. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? The sun sets. <laughs> Another day, you're like, oh shit, we're back. <laughs> we have to like do it in it like at two times the speed. So it's. <laughs> but I'm curious. I didn't. I mean, I had heard about intuition. Obviously, like I define intuition as something you believe to be true without fact or outside fact or outside confirmation. But I don't think I used the like it was a huge thing for me to claim myself as being intuitive. And that was probably 10 years ago. I'm curious, when did you realize you were intuitive? So I, same when I started calling it, that was about like 10 years ago, actually the same. But when I always knew I was in tune. Yeah, same. So I would call it that or I would just like know I was really emotionally connected and I could feel things and I knew things and I knew when something was off or I could feel someone's feelings, which isn't sometimes, which still, if I don't, you know, gotta be careful about that. So I always knew it was that, but to say I'm intuitive or I'm an intuitive was like, yeah, a 10 year ago thing. And I don't remember what the switch was because right now it's so kind of mainstream. I mean, not like fully, but it's pretty mainstream, the conversation around it. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I think it's changed even, I mean, it's changed so much even in the past 10 years, you know, like it's, it's wild. You know, I would say, I don't like whatever the stage is like before mainstream, I think it's there maybe where You know, it's like not weird, you know, but I remember I went for a tarot reading and with Lindsay Mack, I believe, uh, who was my tarot mentor. And she said, until you 
accept and make sense of the intuitive part of yourself, you'll never make sense to yourself. Mm. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Because it made me look at what that resistance was. Like, why wasn't I claiming it? At that point, I like pretty much knew I was. And I knew I was good at feelings. I knew I could kind of sense maybe what someone else was feeling or what, like I knew that I felt really like maybe porous in a way. I use that word all the time. I love that. I think that's maybe why I use it. I think I've heard you say it and thought, oh, that's a good one and all that. And I was like, yeah, what is that resistance? Why don't I claim it? And I learned a lot as I started learning tarot as this way. I think for me, like my intuition felt really wild and unpredictable. Like sometimes, like I always knew when someone was pregnant, just would know I'd be like, they're pregnant, you know, like it, it was, and I was like, I have no idea how I know that, you know, but I just would. So it felt like this really unpredictable thing that I, like, maybe I would get insight. Maybe I would, you know, like I just never knew. So I think that was a little bit of an obstacle in trusting it. And then when I started to learn tarot, I was like, oh, here's this way to sort of make sense of it and almost like conduct a science experiment of like, I think this is kind of how I'm feeling, or I think this is what's kind of going on. Let me pull a car. Ooh, interesting. You know, like, oh, see, yeah. where did it match? Where did it disconnect? You know, like that sort of stuff. But also like when I started you know, because I always tell people this when they're like learning tarot and they're like, no, I'm, I'm, I don't want to read for anyone else. I'm never going to want to read for anyone else. And I'm like, you think that, but you will get bored with yourself and you'll you'll want to read for people. Also, people are going to want you to read for them. Also, don't you think reading for yourself is not always the most reliable thing? Yeah, because you don't have objectivity. And yeah. really to be the most powerful, I think, as a reader or any kind of like psychic arts you need objectivity you know so it's yeah. so easy it's like anything you know like I can look at your life and be like do this do that you know because I'm not in it so I also just think it's boring like I'm me all day you know like I love the chance to be like yeah let's rap about it with someone else about their shit you know but it takes confidence it takes something at that point I hadn't really activated with myself like my intuition was like popping off. I needed to learn different boundaries around it, actually. But what I the piece that I had to really grapple and like learn what to do with was the fear around like, who am I to say this? You know, like that really it really bumped up against my like wanting to be right. I mean, not wanting to disappoint people, all this stuff, because intuition, I mean, it's not the definition, but I really equate intuition too with truth, you know, and can be a little kooky when you're dealing with that. People don't always like the truth. I don't even, I don't always like the truth of myself, you know? So I think it was like all this different stuff that like sometimes when people are, I think are doubting of intuition or struggling with intuition, I don't know that that's what they're struggling with. I think they're struggling with all the stuff that you really have to figure out your relationship with for your intuition to flow freely. Mm. Like anxiety is a big one. The truth, the anxiety, what I find stopped me for a while and stops a lot of people in their tracks that I work with, you know, at some point is the knowing, which is also intuition, <laughs> that you will then have to do something with that information 
Oh, that is a good, yes. That would, yeah. Oh, God. So there's oh. all <laughs> felt it in I her body. Felt it because I feel it personal because, <laughs> yes, it took me back. And I was like, oh, no, I need to do a lot of cleanup in my life if I'm going to do this whole listen to myself shit, you know? Yeah. So, oh, when, yeah. so for a long time, it was. Yeah, I have big feelings. Yeah, I understand how other people feel. Yeah, I can like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a great listener. Like people always tell me their shit, strangers on the street, like yeah. that, you know? And then it was, so what are you going to do with all of that? Mm-hmm. That was my question to myself, right? And I think truth is uncomfortable. It can be absolutely freeing, but it can be really uncomfortable most of the time to uncover something that you know, has been buried or is just lurking, but you know, you're not ready to kind of look at. And once I did that, once I started to do that, I should say, I mean, my life actually started to change, you know? Oh, big time. Big time. (laughs) Same. I always say tarot exploded my life because it did. I mean, it really, it was like, it was unreal what it did. I was on one path and then I got completely taken on another. But like, I mean, I say tarot, but I think really it was like choosing intuition as my North Star. Like that really is what exploded my life. And for the better, I mean, it's not always easy. And that journey wasn't easy. But I felt so at home in myself because even if I wasn't always ready to take action or do something. And that's something I often like will offer a client. I'll be like, this is the decision sort of on the table, you know, and just for your intuition to not get quieter, you have to acknowledge that that's the decision. You don't have to make it, which is a different thing, you know? And I think for me, it just like, it almost felt like it changed me like, on a cellular level. Like, I don't, I don't know how to articulate it. But I, I mean, think just, that's a perfect way to articulate it. I mean, it does. I agree with that. I think it's really aligning with like a, one of the like deepest versions of yourself. And that's scary. I mean, and we run from that in a lot of different ways. And I'm not unsympathetic to that, but it can be interesting. I don't know if you've had this experience with clients too, or in workshops or things like that, where people are like, I really want to work on my intuitive development. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. It's exciting, you know? And they're like, I want to work on my intuitive development, but I will not leave with this terrible person I'm with that I hate. I'm unwilling to leave my job because I hate it. And I da 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 And you're like, cool. But you but you want to go searching for spirit guides and you know. <laughs> well you you wanna you wanna go in and you wanna listen, but you're not listening from the calls inside asking for help. Like, right. I mean, and we're not making fun of anybody. Like it's just kind of I think No, I've been that person. I'm yeah. not I mean, I'm more trying to say I've been there with you. What is it about us? I'm curious to you, what do you think it is about us that says that mixed message of I wanna go in, I wanna activate my intuition. I think it's also something like, you know, women are intuitive, you know, it's something also gendered and put on us. Well, so I, have so if many, I have so many things to say. <laughs> finish your question. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even sure what my question is. I'm curious what you think that dances we do of navigating that of like, I don't want anything to change, but I want this deeper knowledge of myself. But okay, let's start there. And then I, I actually have another question for you. Okay, good. So the first one, a couple of things popped into my sphere. Mm. Our teachers, and then you said something about like 
being a, a woman and how that's put on you often. So number one is like how most of us are conditioned in like a traditional sense. We're around people who I don't believe the majority of are like walking the walk that they're talking, right? How dare you? (laughs) All right. This is a hot take, Anna. (laughs) Such controversy in episode. Everybody sit the fuck down. This is going to get real. (laughs) School's in session, bitches. (laughs) So think back to your like first grade teacher, right? I think everybody's full of shit. Yeah. You know, so many people are full of shit. There's so much like red tape and in like a school system or or if you're in a religious institution and you or your parents are like, well, why, mom? Well, because I said so. I mean, just from every angle, it seems like a lot of people saying things but not listening to themselves. So I don't think a lot of people are believable. And I feel mm-hmm. like when we're children, we're so connected to our intuition, just like so connected, most of us, if we're not in like highly volatile situations, hopefully. I think we're it can thrive a bit, you know, or we're coloring or even if kids are in terrible situations, I think they use it as an outlet in some way, shape or form, right? Well, it could actually, because of trauma, it can be more finely honed because it's a way you can stay safe. You're trying to intuit like who's safe, who isn't and, you know, protect yourself. So yeah, it can express that way too. Which is that though is so gray as well, because then what do you do with that? Right. Yeah. If you, so when, if you learn that and you're like, I know this person's not safe, but I have to go to them or I'm not, I'm not able to leave. Then eventually you start to like shut those things down or put them in places because you don't have the choice to actually follow through. Right. Yeah. So to answer your first question, I feel like it's a couple of things. I think it's a lack of bravery that we encourage in kids and as it relates to intuition there's just so much like you must follow the rules you must fall in line you must not be different and i think there's so much just fear around now i know that word is just so tainted to me but there's just so much fear around being ourselves and expansive and taking these risks and because it gets us in trouble sometimes yeah. you know and who wants to get in trouble who wants to be shamed? Who wants to be, you know, at at yeah. its worst, it's like the witch wound, right? Manifested. Yeah. And for me, I know, like with this podcast coming out and with, I said to my husband the other day, I was like, you haven't asked about the podcast. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I'm so proud. I can't wait. Like, what are you talking? And I was like, this is really, feels like really vulnerable for me. And I, what I realized by talking myself through like what the mess was inside is that, there's a part of me that's scared that they will come for me. And yeah. I don't know who they are. But oh, they. I talk about to myself and in my rating group, this comes up a lot too. Like the imagine they. Like who? But that feeling, that fear and that holding yourself back, it feels so real. And I mean, often I think a lot of us have examples of when, I mean, it's whether it's intuition or boundaries or like any of these things that I think are really needs that are really unique and individual and kind of can't be refuted. You know, if I say my intuition tells me it's not a good idea to do this, you can't really argue with that, you know, like, okay, you know, like we have to come up with a different solution. So it 
does make things harder in some ways if people uh, really want conformity and or acceptance even. I think for me, I wanted acceptance. So I was like, okay, I'll ignore this, you know, but how often I was always like in my friend group, if I was like, I don't know, I think that person sucks, you know, and everyone would be like, oh my God, Anna likes like no one, you know, people were scared to say anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then sure enough, they'd be like, like, oh my God, yeah, like, God, you're so right. Yeah, exactly. And I would be like, yeah. Well, or often I'd be like, I don't get it. Like everybody loves this person and I don't like what's wrong with me, you know, and it would just be a vibe or our our energy just wasn't a fit. But my intuition wasn't wrong. That person wasn't for me just in traditional language. I was like, I need to find a reason they're bad to justify my feeling or why I want to separate myself. But I had to learn just like, no, they're not for you. That's it. That's fine. That's all the information you need. That's such a good thing to like stick in, into all of our brains. Like we don't need to go to the gossip space or we don't need yeah. to go to the place where that person becomes this, that or the other thing. You don't need to, I mean, like most of us, like obviously there's extremes to the spectrum, but like most of us are like more reasonable than we maybe give ourselves credit for. So if for whatever reason, and it's like fine, I think to be open and be like, is it because I'm jealous? Like, I think it's worth doing the audit. But if you're like, you know what? I don't know what it is. Like energy doesn't lie. So trust that. Like if, if you're like, our energy's not a fit, like, you know, that you and I have had this discussion about like, um, you know, seeking out different like collaborators and, you know, different companies, they're talented people or whatever, but we're like, yeah, we just don't think it's a match. And it's not. And I've gone against my intuition with that because I thought I needed to at the beginning with like the resume that they had or like how maybe I was just judging them and they were different than me, but that was okay. And as far as their styles and every single time I was proven right. And I was like, I mean, it only happened like twice, but still it's like, go with that. Yeah. Well, because it's not really about right or wrong or outside of you. So you don't have to defend it. You can, I mean, and I, I think I always felt really defensive or like I needed to explain it or justify it or I got really trapped in that. And I think that would make me gossipy or that would make me mean even to be like, well, they're the, you know, and it's like, that's just so much energy on someone, you know, you're not fit for, you know, but something when I went to Delphi, the real life Hogwarts, as I describe it, but when I did the in-depth channeling program, like something that was really illuminating for me is they talked about like how much our intuition gets shut down when we're little. They're like, even parents that are like super well-meaning, you know, or whatever, you know, they're like, you come across your mom and she's crying and you're like, you know, mom, why are you crying? And she's like, oh no, I'm fine. I'm fine. They're like, you internalize that as you were incorrect, that there was no upset. You had misread the cue, you know? So they're like, most of us, the biggest killer to intuition is Mm self-doubt. And I think I grew up in a household where I, as an adult, did grapple a lot with self-doubt. And it was so confusing because I'm a really, really intuitive person. It was so confusing to feel this like purity of thought within myself, but then my brain be like, I'm going to tell you all the reasons it's incorrect, you know? And 
try to make sense of that. And it's been interesting for me as I've wanted to strengthen my intuition, like to figure out how many different parts have to be sort of lined up to allow it to kind of flourish, that it's not just about connecting to your intuition. It's not about just being in conversation with that, like that's step one, you know, but it's also looking at all these other things that either maybe hampered it or got in the way of it or go against your conditioning of like, I, you know, I really want to be liked in or I want and it's like, sometimes if you're going to really listen to your intuition, you're going to have to say things and people might not like it, you know, and It makes sense to me that you were having those feelings come up. And I think it makes sense, too, as business owners, as women, as intuitives, as I don't know if you identify as a witch, but I do. I can do. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to like sit in a fucking field with a goddamn hat on and (laughs) take a picture. I'm sorry, then I have to revoke your witch license. But I'll send you my <laughs> Halloween picture from like 1990 where yes, I was like please. five and enough. I mean, I wish I had this costume because it was so good. It didn't look like a costume. It literally looked like my just my dress. Something I want to talk about that's really interesting is how, how different we are as it relates to kind of looking at or or observing information like you are so, you the, when you talk about stuff I'm like how does she think about all of this stuff like you are so analytical yeah like, I am so analytical and why I'm saying that is because my the way I approach it is very like there are a lot less words internally or externally they're both approaches and you have your own approach person listening out there like to how you kind of explore this part of yourself and how it fits with all of the other parts of yourself right yeah like for me i talk myself through in a very like brief way but i also feel a lot physically and then kind of move it physically you know and i think yeah. it's it's just an interesting difference right <gasps> I think I do have physicality, like when I'm reading for someone else and actually grief, starting to have more intuitive feelings around my own grief and stuff, which has been weird because my father's been dead 25 years. I'm not new to this, but I'm new to really acknowledging and giving space to the massive effect it had on my life. That's new for me. And it's been interesting. I almost feel like I'm both conducting and I am the science experiment a bit with it. And it's been interesting for these various pieces of myself to almost like come online. And so I was taking a class on Saturday because I am a forever nerd and I was taking it with Sarah Weinrod of MB and it was about Notion and I can't remember the woman's name who taught, but was lovely and wonderful. I think her company is the Notion Bar. Anyway, people are talking about Notion saying it's, it's like if you are, you know, like if you have ADD and a creative and like it'll like change your life. I still don't get it. Anyway. I was in the class and I started to get frustrated because I was just like confused. I was just struggling a bit, you know, which I was like, that's fine. notion. It's basically, you know, like Monday, you know, it's like a a more like creative friendly, maybe version of that. 
all of it fucking sucks because it's great and they're robust, but it's like, oh man, the learning curve is like high. So I'm in this class. I'm listening. I feel really lost. I'm like having feelings, but I'm fine. You know, like I'm like, okay, oh yeah. All right. I might need to do some more work or I might need an even more basic class than this, you know? And then I feel like this huge bubble start kind of in my belly of just like little kid sadness. Oh. And my dad's death anniversary was on. So this is on Saturday. My dad's death anniversary was on Sunday. And I had been feeling fine. And and some of my DPC gals have been like, how are you feeling? What are you going to do this year? And I was like, I don't know. I think I'm just going to like kind of have a chill day. Like I feel okay. You know, I don't have any expectation of staying that way. But I was like, maybe this year will be okay. But it was interesting to feel like my body and my intuition So I started to have this like somatic response. This feeling is like rising to the surface. And I'm like, oh my God, I might fucking burst into tears. Like, is this happening? Like I'm on a Zoom about this dumb program. And my intuition was like, you need to leave this class right now. Like give yourself permission. (laughs) You're going to get a recording. It doesn't matter. You need to take care of yourself in this moment. And it wasn't even my brain. It was literally like my intuition was like, hi, I'm not going to let you analyze this. Yeah. You're having an emotional response. So why don't you take care of that first? Like fuck this program. I think we need to tell people how that could show up in that way. So the biggest thing I say to people about intuition, how to know your intuition is talking to you is one, it can be helpful to spend some time familiarizing yourself with what are the various pieces that talk to you? Mm -hmm. Is that your body? Is it your emotions? Are you really aware of your senses? Like what are the different ways you just in general take in or process information? You know, mine tends to be verbal, unsurprising to anyone. And so I know different things. And so I started paying attention to that to listen what are the various voices? And I think it can be helpful to identify what is your emotional voice, what is your anxious voice, and what is your critical voice? And to know clearly what those are, because your intuition is none of those things. Yeah. So when your intuition is talking to you, it has no stake in what you do. And it's generally looking out for what's in your best and highest. Mm -hmm. And there's no judgment. I find that I know it's my intuition when it's neutral. And it's just like, I think you should do this. You know, or not. I mean, it doesn't say should. But when it's like, you need to take care of yourself. It's just kind of matter of fact. And so I would offer that as a way that people could kind of wait in and be like, start figuring out like, how are the different ways you talk to yourself? And what is that? And then start to notice as well, like, how does it feel when you really know something to be true? And how does it feel when you really know something to be false? And it generally, I think, does resonate in your body. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's helpful to kind of, without making ourselves a little bit too intense about around it to kind of record even like oh yeah I followed my intuition and this is what happened you know or yeah to look back on the times in the most non-judgmental way and say these are the times that I didn't follow my intuition and to Anna's point like it is kind of like a third party even though it's like the most it's like the closest thing to me that's how I view it of like someone that isn't my anxious voice that's like, run now, everything's going to burn to the ground. That's not what it (laughs) is. 
And it's also not overly analytical or concerned with like the path forward necessarily, right? I mean, starting the business that Anna and I started together was not a thought and it, it was not a critical thought. It was not an emotional thought. It was an intuitive feeling. And it started with images, actually. I just kept getting like pictures of things in my mind. And I was like, what is this that I'm being kind of like given, right? And I didn't know for a long time and it started to unfold. And then I would make like some Pinterest boards and then I would step away. And then I was like, "Mm," you know, it had to, it just had to grow, but it felt so like low pressure, you know, the stakes weren't, didn't feel like you must do this. So I thought that that was a really kind of normal quote example of how it can play out. And then another one is before I had my son, I saw his face just like, a baby face as I was getting this energy healing done. And I was like, Oh, you're ready to have a baby. It was like, you're ready to have a baby. You're ready for him. And I was like, or her, you're ready for them. I didn't know it was a boy. I actually thought it was a girl. That was when my intuition was wrong. I thought I was getting some like major karmic kickback, which I don't really believe in, but, <laughs> but it was just this voice from within that, and it, there was no anxiety whatsoever which is why I know that I'll, I will personally know when I'm ready, when and if I'm ready to have a second, because the feeling was just, I know. So it can show up in a million different ways. I also want to talk a little bit about what other people think of it, because you know, I had this client that she was working with me for a while and she got back together with a boyfriend. And, you know, I'm not going to say much more than that because it could be anybody and I want to protect her privacy. But I knew that when that happened, like our work was going to not continue. And that happened. She didn't say so much, but I could sense. And I just knew like, oh, she's not going to continue the work. I just felt it. And I think part of what happens for a lot of women too, is when they start to follow their intuition, it becomes a bit of a threat to people who around them who aren't doing the same or don't want them to expand to a level that they're meant to. Yes. I mean, it's funny because I've come really far from that phase, but God, hearing you talk about it, I'm like, Oh, yeah. There was a real host of people in my life when I was like, okay, because I think when I was like, I'm, I'm going to believe in, I, I call that too, that initially that, and I kept, I keep a journal anyway. I think it's worth it for everyone. If you are, if you really want to develop your intuition, you kind of have to become a psychic detective. You know, you're being a psychic detective for yourself. Like, you know, consider it an, a, a science experiment that helped me. And it helped me divorce from the emotion or being like, Ooh, if I'm right or I'm wrong, you know, I've just like, I'm going to take notes. I'm going to record. I'm going to start to figure this out. You know, if like, what are my tells or whatever? But when I had gone through that process, it was like, I am going to self-validate. And really, I think when you say, I'm going to listen to my intuition, I'm going to be in partnership with my intuition. What you're saying is like, I'm going to be in such deep partnership with myself that you cannot split me from myself Mm -hmm. or my best interest. Mm -hmm. And if somebody kind of wants to do that, I don't know. I don't want to judge. There's maybe people in relationships that want to divorce them from that. But 
I don't know that it's good. I don't think you know? know that. I don't know. I don't think it's happening on a conscious level at all. But like, I feel like your marriage wouldn't work if Huey was always like, if you were like, I don't know, I kind of feel that. And he was like, no, there's you know, I mean, no way it would last a day. And to that end, I was telling him about an ex-boyfriend the other day and he was like, I cannot believe. Okay. Let me tell you a, a little ex-boyfriend story. <laughs> Gather around. Gather around the fire. <laughs> so the last douchebag I dated was the king of all douchebags. And he was good on paper guy, but mm. I knew that he was awful. I knew it with every fiber of my being. I knew it. So naturally, I think I think I might have mentioned this on naturally we decided to move in together shortly after knowing each other. And <laughs> he didn't even live in the city at the time. So he lived in like Colorado in like a hotel. He was like that guy. He lived in a hotel. And oh, he was like, oh yeah, like the W. Okay. All right. Yep, yep. So I know clearly who this man is in my in your back yeah. pocket. Yep. So we get this apartment because he decides to quote surprise me by opening the, his laptop and being like, "Here's the apartment." <gasps> oh yeah, I signed the lease. <gasps> it's five thousand dollars a month. No, no. <laughs> wait, just wait. It gets so much better. It gets so much better, you guys. Nina's not an unreasonable person, but the idea of this happening as someone who you know, is in business partnership with her. Like it's wild to think of her like, so ex- like allowing <laughs> someone so much worse. to pick her apartment and commit he, her to he, it. So he's like, so here's the apartment. <laughs> Wanted me to be all excited about it. And I was like, it is, it was in, and then you probably know the building on like first and first it's on the corner across from the whole foods. And it literally, I know, ex- you yes. know what I'm talking about? I know exactly <laughs> that building. I've it, been to parties on that roof. Oh I know God, that building. Satan's lair. Yes, I, it is. I like smoked all the cigarettes up there. Like why is my <laughs> life? I only were lived there for fucking two weeks, by the way. So listen, <laughs> so listen not to get to the punchline. So I'm like, Oh my God. And meanwhile, I'm not making any money at that point. He is like some big tech guy. And he's like, all right, so you'll pay this amount, which I absolutely couldn't afford. But I was just like, "Uh, okay. So then he has me put like all this stuff on my credit card, which I did, by the way, I did it because I didn't want to have the conversation. And I'm such an independent person that I didn't want to be like, I can't afford that, you know, which was my own fault. So he has a bunch of stuff delivered to my apartment that I then have to hire a moving truck. Okay. (laughs) No. Oh yeah. And it gets so much worse. (laughs) So I get to the apartment all along. My body is like, you cannot be here. Like my intuition is like, Nina, this is not this is not it. I was going to ask, is it at this point where you are both in your life and in this relationship, is your intuition going like, girl, you're in trouble? Like, I mean, is everybody trying to get your attention? I'm sick. Like my stomach hurts. My intuition is like, are you like getting hives at this point? That's always my favorite time. (laughs) No hives yet. So I get to the apartment. Okay. It's the middle of winter. And (laughs) My hair is wet because why can't a bitch dry her hair? Like it was low. It was a low point. Couldn't even dry my hair. So I'm so I'm expecting to just walk in the apartment. He walks out and he has a dog, by the way. He walks out and I'm like, hi. And it's like the least exciting thing in the entire world. And he's like, uh, so by the way, this man's like 
probably almost 40 at the time. And he's like, yeah, so um, just so you know, so you're going to stand out here and I'm going to like be with the movers because the management doesn't actually know that you're living with me. <gasps> and I was like, what? You didn't put me on the lease? He's like, no, I didn't. And I was like, <gasps> is this a joke? So then I proceed to stand out in the freezing cold. No. <laughs> My hair is frozen. And then, and then I'm like, this can't get any worse. This is the bottom. <laughs> this is the bottom of the barrel, Nina. This is it. You're dying tomorrow. And then the guy comes in and was like, is that your dog? And this man, I was just about to call him by name, which would suck for him. He was like, oh, no, that's hers. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's a sociopath. Like, I'm just finding out. I mean, this I web of lies that he's like told them. So now my, yeah. now my intuition is bling, ding, 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 bling, bling. Well, now also your intuition has gotten your fight or flight to be like, listen, she's not listening to me. Can y'all join Guys, it was like a, we it gotta was get her out. Two weeks of my life, and maybe oh. it was a month, but it was so bad. And I'm telling you that story because he was so nasty to me, but he was also did it in this like nice guy kind of way. So what he had tried to do was a hundred percent like divorce me from my knowing. Like I think I told the story how he said after our first date, which was fucking boring by the way. He was like, oh yeah, my friends and I came up with a nickname for you. We call you Negative Nina. And I'm like, oh my God. And But I had a really, I was always really, and this plays directly into the conversation about intuition. I was absolutely terrified of people calling me that because every time I said, uh-uh, I don't feel good about that or mm-mm, that's not right, or that person, or no, yep. or this. Or, people are like, don't be negative. Stop being negative. Or, you know, not my family, but like outsiders. They I want agree. To be positive, like a woman should be. And like, yep. everything's going to be great. I'm going to make the best of it. Yep. And I was like, fuck that shit. And so this guy, and I was like, well, fuck, if I'm ever going to like make it work in life with a person, maybe I'm just going to, I guess, I can't be myself. And it just... I mean, the deep dive that it took in, in a couple of weeks was just like really bad. But I feel like what you're offering everyone telling this story to that's important is I think a lot of people, the moment they decided like it doesn't work for me not to listen to my intuition was usually because they got somewhere that didn't work for them. <laughs> it usually really bad. ended in tears. And then they're like, I mean, I don't know about you. Like I've had things or I've done things and I'm like, do not ever forget this feeling because we do not want to return to ever it. Ever again. And when ever I decided again. to move out, I had no money still because it was approximately 30 days later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The raise hadn't quite come in yet. What? You I didn't was, have like a movie montage glow up like while you were in hell? I was Shocking. just finishing my yoga teacher training, which by the way, one time he was like, I mean, I can't date a person who makes $30,000 a year. And I was like, okay. And so I'm like, I have to move out. I don't have any money, but like, I need to move out. I can't live with somebody right now. Like I need to live alone. I need some fucking time. The most perfect in like an old school Lower East Side building, which like was sketchy as fuck, but also, <laughs> but also so amazing with like 
it was a one bedroom with French doors and the woman had plants oh. everywhere and she was so like nurturing and she was away for like four months. So I got this amazing sublet and somehow was able to stay in the neighborhood I wanted to be in away from crazy. And it was me just being like, okay, this is what happens when you follow it. Right. Yeah. And then I started to get clients and it was just like, it was a very quick shift, but after like, you know, 20 something years of. <laughs> it took, I mean, for me, I declared a lot of stuff, you know, and then I do feel like following, learning how to listen to my intuition and be in partnership with it. Like, really opened up my life. You know, I think I feel really good about the relationships I have. I feel really good about the work I'm doing. Like, I'm, you know, it's like things aren't perfect. I still have problems and stuff that happen. I mean, like my bathroom ceiling caved in, you know, like things are, things happen. But, you know, like how I feel in my body, how I feel in my life, how I feel as a person is way, way, way better. I think because that space between like who I am at my core and how I'm moving through the world. It's pretty small. Like those things are pretty aligned, you know, and that just feels better for me. Like that just makes navigating. And I think I think a lot because I felt really outside what's normal or what I was like, why is everybody cool with things? And I'm just not like the, why do I have all these feelings, you know? And like, I would offer people to, if you have as we start to kind of wrap up, if you are still sort of like repairing from being like gaslit, don't be hard on yourself. That again, any ways in which you've been told you were wrong about your lived in your body soul experience, that's going to be where the healing needs to happen for you to be in partnership with your intuition and be nice to yourself. If you're like, God, I don't know why I don't trust my intuition. Like it's not by accident. It's because like probably somewhere in your history, someone really benefited from telling you you were wrong. Mm -hmm. So if you can look to that or like I would offer that to people that definitely was a huge part of my own journey of like bumping up against this resistance or, you know, my mom would kind of always be devil's advocate and be like, well, what did you do or whatever when I would be like tell her like, oh, I got in a fight with this, which like, well, they probably had a good reason to be mad at you. And I was like, okay, cool. You have not even heard the story, you know? So if you have any history of like, just always being told like you're wrong, you know, like just be sweet to yourself as you, it's going to be activating. It's going to be agitating. It's literally going to bump up against that wound. So you might have to clear out some stuff before you can get into kind of like the fun part of really doing like intuitive exercises. You're definitely going to have to. Sorry. There's just no way around it. And yeah, that's what it is. Like you're not being victimized personally by no. intuitive development. Like, no, it is people, places, things. Also though, I think you'll agree, but want to know if you do, the amount of drama that I do not have in my life. Mm, great point. What drama? I don't have any drama because I don't engage with things that I know are not good for me, right? And people. And I always had something going on, whether it be work or blah or this or that or a guy that sucked or whatever. And it's like the peace that I feel on a daily basis because I go to sleep at night knowing that I made choices that I knew were right for me. And if that, by the way, 
does not take away from accountability, right? If something that's right for me doesn't feel good for somebody else, but I know that I didn't intentionally hurt them, that doesn't mean I'm like, well, tough shit for you. I'm always open to have the conversation, especially because I don't feel defensive about it because I can explain it in a way that's like, okay, well, here's where I was coming from. I mean, I think you can also just acknowledge that sometimes we can't all win. You can honor yourself and someone else could not like it. Both of those things can exist. Right. So I think wrapping up, yeah, it's just the shiny stuff and the fun stuff. You'll feel it, I think. Everybody's different, yes. But there is some serious excavating that happens especially at the beginning. And that's just a part of the process. And it's it's yeah. okay, you know? And I would also say, like, just be careful and be vigilant and aware of the people that you trust your yes. gifts with. Yes. And if you are seeking teachers or seeking guidance around that, if you ask questions, they shouldn't get defensive. If you ask like, what methods they use, if you want to know if they're trauma-informed teachers, all of those things should be freely forthcoming. Also, I would be a little skeptical about anything that's like 14 days to your most psychic self, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I would be a little skeptical of that and I think sometimes those things can also be really activating. So, if you're going to do any of this, if I don't want to scare anybody, but I just want to say know yourself, know your history and trust that of who to put yourself in the hands of because it is vulnerable work. And the only other thing, too, I thought about when you were talking about the drama is I had to also become really aware of when it was my intuition versus when I was creating a story. So I think sometimes if you have struggled to set boundaries, if you've struggled to really trust your voice, use your voice, things like that, you can get really in the habit of saying, well, I know, or I know they're not going to do that or whatever, and creating these stories versus taking action or being like, I'm going to trust my intuition that this doesn't feel good and I'm going to like talk to this person or whatever. So if you can also start becoming, developing an awareness of where instead of taking action or communicating, do you build a story? story in your own head. Great point. And on that note, next time. Mm, bye. No, uh, what are we talking about next time? Next time we're talking about knowledge. Yeah. Thoughts, knowledge, the mind. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about Me it. too. I hope to be able to bring something to the table. <laughs> you will. I'll be interested because there's so many different like learning styles. I mean, knowledge is going to be really good because at first when we were like deciding our topics, Nina was like, oh my God, you're going <laughs> to love that. Like, can I get a word in? And I was like, of course you can because I'm going to want to hear like, you know, it's really interesting for Nina and I because we we're really different. It, like we're really, it's like we're 50-50. We're 50% very similar and 50% very different. But it, I think what always like cracks us up is we arrive nine times out of 10 at the same destination, mm-hmm. but it's like we took two different, totally <laughs> different routes to it. So we're high-fiving each other the whole way. <laughs> it's true. It's like, oh, I took, you know, like I took a boat and she's like, you know, you can just drive, right? And I'm like, well, I like the boat, I'm you like, know. I Ubered. So. I Ubered. <laughs> It's true. It's true. All right. Well, thanks for being with us, people. We'll be with you next time. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. 